The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut is pleased to bring you this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today we will be continuing Pastor Greg Scalzo's sermon from 1 Samuel chapter 8. This is part of our Heavenly Authority background series in the Old Testament. And when we left off last time, Pastor Greg was discussing Israel's request for a king. God says to Samuel, They have not rejected you, but have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Now, we read in the book of Judges how time after time God delivered them supernaturally, and he would send judges to lead them, and he would cause miracles to happen. But in the natural self, in the natural being, it's easier to see this king as the central power of our nation and to trust in him, even as today many times we trust in our weaponry and our technology, and we forget in our country that the main protector we have is the Lord God. And if we turn from him in this nation, all that might and all that power could be brought to naught in an instant. Less faith is needed when you have the strong leader to count on, or they think. And obviously they're right in their recognition that they're lacking something. But by accepting as strong someone who's equally lacking, and that's what happens when you make a king. And we speak about making a king here in a civil sense, in a governmental sense, but obviously you can tell that everybody in their lives can make people king, right? We don't have to say you're a king to make some personality or some teacher or some governmental leader or something other than God, king. And when you do that, you're taking that which is lacking itself, which is a mere mortal, and accepting it as strong as ruler, and it makes you no better off. Think of some of the people who have governed. And we have recent examples of people in government who are extremely frail, devious, and not always very honorable. And you take a mere human and you make that human a ruler? You make that ruler supreme over you? That's not what God calls his people to. It may seem easier, but that person is just as weak and could even be weaker than you. He's only too human as well. And the idea is here, he says, they're rejecting me. People desire to follow everyone other than God. If you remember all the way back to when we started this series on heavenly authority, when we went into the Garden of Eden, we spoke about the temptation, how they listened to Satan rather than listening to God. And they made Satan as though king over this realm, this domain. The point of that sermon was that since man does not in freedom submit to God, God our only master, in rebellion, what happens? We find ourselves mastered by every demon, devil, man, woman, and even the creation itself. We become addicted to the creation itself. Everything else starts to rule over us when we rebel against God. And they follow everyone but God. People long for this person to follow. The person they're longing after with their tongues hanging out as these people in Israel, they long for anyone 
but God. We said it relieves them of responsibility. It's someone to do the thinking for them. They can be blissfully ignorant. And they have an idol, a person that they can take and put their picture up, and they love that picture of that person. And they follow that person everywhere. And they follow that person's idea. And they follow every wind of teaching. Then if something happens, that person lets them down, they'll take that person the next minute and kill them. But for a time, that person is their idol. And what they're doing here, they don't really want Samuel. Why? Is it really his sons? No, they're using that as an excuse. They don't want him to tell them the truth. And that's the reason human beings will go after others and go after kings, because they want a different truth than God's truth. Why do human beings want a different truth than God's truth? Because God's word requires us to change and align our lives with God's will. And if we don't want to do that, we need a different king to say, well, I'm following this person to give us a different road other than God. The person today, and you'll notice this, how people will reject God's authority in his gospel. And a common expression about ministers or preachers will be, don't tell me that. Who are you to tell me how to live my life? Who are you to tell me this is sinful, that this is wrong? Who do you think you are? And that's a common expression by modern day people. Rejecting the word of God because if the minister, the preacher is bringing the word of God, then it's not the minister or the preacher they're rejecting, it's the authority of God. As God tells Samuel, it's not you they're rejecting, it's me. At the same time that they reject the authority of God's servants, they'll embrace the kings of this age. They'll embrace the propaganda of this age. And they'll become almost like mindless slaves to whatever's told them by the powerful elite. Thinking they're so liberated, liberated from God, they become slaves of the world system. And we said last time that slavery attitude will bring them right into the dominion of the Antichrist someday. They don't want to hear the truth. and That's why they seek something else. And Paul dealt with this in his ministry. He was an anointed apostle. He would go in, he'd work with his hands, he would reason with the people. We know his letters, he didn't order the people. He would say, this is a command from the Lord. He would tell them the commands of the Lord, but he was constantly trying to make them think and pray and seek God, and he would reason with them. If he didn't reason with them, we would not have so many of the letters in the New Testament. They're letters of him striving with the churches that they would understand that they know what he is saying is right and do it. Not because he just says it, but because it's right. It's God's word. God has given this gospel. He sent out these apostles. And though he clearly presented his position as an apostle, he always acted as a servant. He had a servant's heart. And he would go in there and he would work with his own hands and he would help the people. He would teach the people about Jesus. They would be converted from darkness and paganism and they would change to the gospel of truth. And then what would happen? Others would come in. Some would come in that 
did not even have one iota of the God-granted authority which Paul had as an apostle. And they would come in and they would lord it over the people. And they would be very charismatic. And when I'm using the word charismatic here, in this sense, I'm not speaking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about natural charisma. They were good talkers. They were good flatterers. And they would come in and they would woo the people and act as somebody over the people and abuse the people. And the people would follow them and would follow them away from the simple gospel that Paul had taught them. And you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 16, Paul winds up having to be in a contest with them, and he has to do it because he would reason with the people to go back to the truth. And so he finds himself boasting when he doesn't want to boast. And he says in verse 16, I say again, let no one think me a fool, if otherwise at least receive me as a fool, that I also may boast a little. What I speak, I speak not according to the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. It was, I have to do what they're doing to wake you guys up to realize that you're going after the wrong things. Seeing that many boast according to the flesh, I also will boast. For you put up with fools gladly. And he says this is foolishness. But you put up with fools gladly, since you yourselves are wise. And that's obviously, he's saying that tongue-in-cheek. He's saying that sarcastically. He's not saying they're wise. They think they're so wise. For you put up with it, if one brings you, this is an important verse, verse 20. For you put up with it, if one brings you into bondage, if one devours you, if one takes from you, remember the king, he will take from you. If one exalts himself, if one strikes you on the face, when they're treated this way by these false apostles, he says, to our shame, I say that we were too weak for that. But whenever anyone is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. And he goes on to explain his ministry and all the things he suffered for Christ. And boasting in a way he doesn't want to boast, but this is what they want to hear. They want to hear someone come in and razzle-dazzle them. And he says when they do this, he says, you put up with it. If one brings you into bondage, if one devours you, if one takes from you, verse 20, if one exalts himself, if one strikes you in the face, you put up with it. You think that's good. Somehow that appears to be wisdom to you. So the more these false apostles treated them as inferior, as the common folk, and they came in and they had the supreme word of God, and they lorded it over them, the more they lorded it over them, the more the people said, gee, they must really know what they're talking about because they're treating me like nothing. And that Paul over there, he was like a servant. So he must not know as much as them because look how rotten they're treating me. This sounds funny, but this goes to something very, very important in human nature. There's a perverse part of people that respects those that abuse them. I'm going to say it again, and this ties into the request for a king. And what people do making idols and stars of others that they slavishly follow after. 
there's a perverse part of people that respects those that abuse them and looks down at those who are humble, who trust in God and who treat them with respect. If someone treats me with respect, they must be an equal. If someone treats me poorly and looks down at me, they must be exalted above me. Sounds crazy, but there's something weird in human nature. Paul did not abuse his authority, so they don't respect him. But these false apostles, they abuse whatever little authority they have, and most of them have not any authority of God, but they sound like it, so then they respect. You see it even among teenagers. You'll see at dances or young people courting. If a fellow comes over and he treats a girl nicely and he speaks nice to her and he treats her like a lady, they'll look down upon that person for being too respectful. And if a guy comes in and he walks in and he looks at them like they're dirt, he's the one that they want to run after. This is a perverse thing in human nature. Those that have wisdom, those that crucify the flesh, understand it's wrong and they act with their heads. But the ignorant common nature of human beings is to be attracted to, dazzled by those that abuse us and to treat with contempt people that treat us the right way. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Please join us for the next broadcast of Shear Jeshub.